Welcome to the Nutrition Nibble. It's Heidi. Yes. And Ella. And today on the Nutrition Nibble, we'll be discussing food myths and misinformation. Um, what are the biggest food myths on social media and why are they a source of misinformation? It's a really big problem at the moment with um, when you're looking for information on any topic, but particularly with nutrition, there's a lot of misinformation online. So you do need to be really careful of, of what you're reading and, and how you're taking that information in and using it because there can be a lot of um, information that's not correct um, or that is promoted in the wrong way. So um, I see some of the biggest myths are around diets, basically. There's a lot of information about different fad diets. Um, and I guess in reality, we don't need to be following a certain diet or particular way of eating where we cut foods out or eat huge amounts of particular foods. Um, it's more about getting a bit of a balance and working out the foods that you need for your body. So the other thing is too often on the, you know, online, there's a lot of um, people trying to sell things as well and, and sell different um, supplements and things like that. So that's another one of the myths that's out there is around the need for supplements. And look, you even go into, you know, some of the chemist shops and things like that. And there's, you know, wall to wall aisles of, of supplements that most people don't actually need. So that's again, another um, big myth that's out there that, you know, we need to be taking all sorts of supplements to, to be healthy when often we can get most of it from food. Um, the other area where there's a lot of misinformation is, um, especially relating to um, adolescent females, is around calories um, and carbohydrates and that sort of thing. Um, and certainly, um, you know, there's people out there that, are, that aren't qualified in any way in nutrition um, and they are promoting, you know, you should be under a certain amount of calories per day or you should be eating in this sort of way and they really don't have any um, background or experience or qualification to be able to be saying those things and usually they're incorrect, okay, and it can lead people in the wrong direction and cause lots of issues in terms of your eating patterns and things. So it's being really careful about the information that you read and where it's coming from um, and and being careful to look for credible nutrition sources um why are there so many food myths around sugar and carbs yeah so it's a really big one and i'm sure most people um, have heard things about sugar being toxic or we need to avoid sugars and all that sort of thing um, certainly you know over time a lot of people will eat, you know, have eaten more sugar. If you look at, per, you know, per, per person, how much sugar we eat over a year, um, sometimes those stats in lots of countries can go up and we're eating a lot more processed foods and things like that. But for some reason, carbohydrate and sugar get grouped together um, as being the nutrient that causes all sorts of health problems. So um, that's why often you hear in the media, oh, don't eat carbs, don't eat sugar, but it depends on the type of carbohydrate you're having. So sugar is a type of carbohydrate but there are all sorts of types of carbohydrate foods and many of them that are really nutrient dense and really good for you so if you think of some of the carbohydrate foods like sweet potato um, quinoa brown rice um, some of our dairy foods fruit all those sorts of things they're really good for us we don't need to cut our carbs out um, certainly if people are eating too much sugar then you can keep an eye you know keep you know, a bit of an eye on your, your processed and refined sugar intake, but you don't even need to cut your sugar out completely either. So there's lots of myths around carbs and, and sugars, and you do need to be really careful about what you're reading and what, who that audience, um, the information who is designed for. So, you know, young, you know, active teenagers um, are going to have very different needs to someone who's, you know, overweight and has health conditions. So again, 
being careful of where you get the information from. And when reading nutrition information online, either on websites or social media, how can you be sure it's credible or accurate? Sometimes it can be really difficult to work it out if the nutrition information that you're um, receiving, whether or not it's, it's accurate and it's credible or not. But the most important thing is to have a look at where it's coming from and the credentials of the person that is providing that information, especially if there's just, you know, nutrition messages out there and there's no link to, you know, any research on it or no link to who wrote that information and what their qualifications are, um, then that's a bit of a red flag that that's a problem. Okay, so really thinking about who's providing the information, do they have qualifications? Um, and um, yeah, is there any references and is it evidence-based information? Watch next week's episode for Inside On. Nutrition and sleep.